Police in Saskatoon sick their dogs on a man, causing him severe injury. Two Conservative Party activists in York Region have been charged with defrauding a Canadian Legion branch. Blast in the Nagorno-Karabakh region kills 20 people as they're fleeing from the region. A fire at a wedding hall in northern Iraq kills 100 people, and at least 500 people in Nigeria have died from the diphtheria outbreak. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. We start this morning in Saskatoon, where police dogs attacked and seriously injured a man last week. Yesterday, the province's police watchdog said it will be investigating the incident. At 3.30 a.m. about a week ago, police stopped a car with two occupants in it. Police said that they were quote-unquote driving erratically, though didn't elaborate on what that meant. They also said that the vehicle was quote-unquote suspicious, though the Saskatoon Star Phoenix reporter who wrote the piece, Taya James, didn't explain if they detail what that actually meant either. The police said that they tried to stop a man who was in the vehicle, and the vehicle quote left the road entering a park. There, it hit a bench and stopped driving. The police said that the incident damaged some turf in addition to the bench. When the police came upon the car, one of the people in the car fled. Police sicked their dog on him, and the man was found hiding in an alleyway. In very passive language, the police explained that the dog attacked the man and badly injured his arm. They, of course, don't say this as directly as I just did. The article then says that another occupant of the car who had stayed with the car was also arrested uneventfully. The person who was at the car, they say, was a passenger, leaving us to, I guess, assume that the other man was the driver. But my God, police writing is so, so bad. And James is doing what they can with the information, I think, that was provided by police. Again, a single source article coming from police. There's no details about how damaged the individual's arm actually is or what the two people were arrested for. But the emergency incident response team is now investigating. Next to York Region in Ontario, where Giuseppina Fideli has been charged with defrauding the Royal Canadian Legion Branch Number 414 in Vaughan. Fideli was the president of the Legion. Police allege that she wrote checks and sent seven EMTs to her own account, totaling nearly $34,000. They've also charged the treasurer at the time, Nicola Pinto, for having allegedly helped Fedele write these checks by signing them for her. Now, I don't know about you, but I have had the chance to do this kind of fraud with probably, I don't know, 30 different organizations over the course of my life. And it's never occurred to me to do it. (laughs) Maybe this person really hates soldiers. I don't know. But this is all very interesting on its own. But it's even more interesting because both Fedele and Pinto are Conservative Party activists. Pinto has run for municipal council and was formerly the president of the Vaughn Woodbridge Progressive Conservative Riding Association. He has worked for Tony Genko, a guy who's run for both the Liberals and the Conservatives. And Pinto has worked for the current Associate Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Michael Tibolo. And Fidele, well, she was staff for Education Minister Stephen Lecce. 
she was staff as in past tense because she was suspended from that job the moment that they found she was charged. Stealing from the Legion while working for the Minister of Education of Doug Ford's government. I mean, it's all quite delicious, but uh, I got to be honest, it sounds a little bit like uh, anti-Italian discrimination, you know what I mean? (laughs) Sorry for that. Next to international news, and there are three stories here this morning. For the first, we go to Azerbaijan's siege on the Nagorno-Karabakh region. Some 20 people were killed and 300 others were hospitalized after an explosion rocked a fuel depot for refugees fleeing the region. Democracy Now! is reporting that it isn't clear what led to the blast. Ethnic Armenians are fleeing the region and have been for days now since Azerbaijan started military actions on it. The official number of people fleeing has been placed at almost 14,000 of the 120,000 people who live in the region. Thousands who are still there are struggling to get access to food, shelter, and drinking water. Armenia has charged Azerbaijan with ethnic cleansing, while President Ilham Iliev has promised that no one in the Nagorno-Karabakh region would be harmed. Technically, the people living in the region are citizens of Azerbaijan. Representatives of the Karabakh Armenians have met with officials from Azerbaijan, but no information about the meeting's contents have been yet made public. Next to Iraq, where the BBC is reporting that at least 100 people have been killed and 150 people injured in a fire that broke out at a banquet hall. It happened in the small city of Hamdaiya, which is located in the northern province of Nineveh. The bride and groom are reported to have both been killed. The fire spread so quickly due to low-cost building materials used in the construction of the hall. Flammable panels may have accelerated the fire and parts of the building collapsed as a result. Emergency crews were quick to try and put out the blaze and save as many people as they could. And finally to Nigeria, where diphtheria has broken out across the country. It has killed 453 children as of September 24th. 74% of the cases have been among children, with children aged 5 to 14 being hit particularly hard. There have been 11,587 cases of diphtheria reported. Most of the cases have happened in Yobe State, in the country's northeast. There have also been cases in 16 other states, reports Vanguard Nigeria. Children in Nigeria are supposed to be vaccinated against diphtheria according to the country's childhood immunization schedule, but 80% of the cases have occurred in children who were not vaccinated. The country has created a national emergency task force to coordinate the outbreak response, and there have been emergency vaccination campaigns set up in five states. The outbreak is being driven by a historical gap in vaccination coverage. The article doesn't say why, but we can imagine that probably the COVID-19 pandemic, but we can imagine that the COVID-19 pandemic may have interrupted routine childhood vaccines. Just 42% of children under the age of 15 in Nigeria are fully protected from diphtheria. Those are your headlines for Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Nora. I hope you have a good middle of the week day.